Welcome to the Avenue Community Church's podcast. We are a family of Christ followers seeking shalom in Memphis. We pray that you are encouraged by today's message. And as you listen, may the word of God shape you to be more like him. Good morning or good evening, uh, wherever you are, wherever you may be, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, then I want to pause you real quick um, just to let you know that this is the second part of a series and that if you have not yet listened to our message on shepherding, then I would like you to pause this and go back, listen to that message on shepherding first, and then come back and listen to this um, tiny podcast as a follow-up or a next steps um, to that message on shepherding. And that's exactly what this is. This is a next steps steps on shepherding. Um, during that message, we tried to convince God's people that he has never for one moment in redemptive history left his bride without adequate resources and giftings to be able to take care of itself by his grace. Um, caveat there. And so he's his heart is always long for shepherds. Even in the Old Testament, the metaphor and the motif begin, um, even saying in Ezekiel that he'd send a shepherd because uh, the shepherds that were appointed were doing such a horrible job. Um, that he would send a shepherd. And, of course, we know that uh, would eventually be Jesus. Um, and so um, in Ephesians 4, the giftings that God has given the, the church, apostles, evangelists, um, pastors, and teachers are in that list. And so um, God has given us this unique uh, group of, of people to be able to care for um, and lead um and feed his uh, people. And so um, in that message, I used um, shepherds and leaders and deacons a lot interchangeably. Um, and I would like to make sure, hey, I just kind of clarify um, what exactly we're talking about when we're talking about each entity. Um, and then really just um, practically point you to how to navigate um, the world of shepherding at the avenue. So if you're could this really is for covenant members. If you're not a covenant member, maybe it helps you in some way um, learned how to um, at least pursue shepherding um, at your church. Um, but I want to talk about what shepherding looks like at the Ave. How do you navigate um, the specific groups that we have in order that your soul would be shepherded? Um, and so uh, let's talk first about it. Listen, um, Christ is the head of the church, Colossians. And so, um, you know, your pastor and myself, I'm not the head of the church. Uh, but of course, I, I understand what you mean um, when you or sometimes we say, oh, yeah, pa our, our pastor kind of leads our church in, in a lot of ways. Um, where, where I lead is I'm the primary visionary. I'm in the lead teacher. Um, so I am doing a lot of shaping of vision. And so that is true, and that's that's not fine print, and um, that's nothing to run away from. I mean, a lot of ways, um, our brothers and sisters have paid me probably do to do the the bulk of 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 some of the shepherding duties. I probably do it in higher volumes because that's what I get paid to do. Um, whether that's overall staff, whether that's leaders, whether that's meeting um, um, parishioners, um, so that's that that is fair. Um, and I think it's your reasonable expectation as a parishioner um, to think that, you know, at the very least, um, if I need to get to my pastor, you know, a couple of times a year, I think that's that's reasonable. 365 days, if I want to, you know, get some face to face time with my pastor, 
a couple times a year. I think that's very reasonable at the size that our church is. If we were a 50 person church, there's there, there's no reason why um, you probably shouldn't um, have a face to face time with your, your pastor at least four to six times a year. Um, but I looked at our um, membership a couple of days ago and I think we are uh, maybe, uh, you know, a few people shy of 200 covenant members. Worshippers were probably north of 225 um, consistently. It's not realistic that um, from this point forward, um, I meet with every one of our covenant members the same amount of time. But don't fear, we've set up structures for that. But let me finish with the lead pastor first. Let me just say, once again, the difference between um, shepherding and the rest of the gifts is that um, shepherding is has a big emphasis on leading. And I think, um, you know, I, I said it and, and I meant it. Um, I think a lot of us have um, been in church for years and not been shepherded. We've had CEOs, we've had teachers, we've had best friends as pastors, but um, have we actually been shepherded before? I'm not sure. Um, but I will say this, if, if because um, the leadership aspect is so vital to shepherding, if you don't feel like you can be led by um, your current pastor or you don't feel the connection and you want to be led um, by your current pastor, then I think you got to do yourself a favor. Don't put yourself through that misery. Um, and as Hebrews 13 would say, you know, for the people who give watch over your soul, don't make it burdensome for them to lead you. Um, they have a conviction that they believe they've heard from God. They have a, a direction. Um, and are you pulling against that? Are you are you aiding and assisting? Or are you allowing yourself um, to be led? Do you believe that God is using that man um, to and has his hand on his life um, and and that he is a gift given to you for your spiritual nourishment and development, that what he's giving you from the pulpit is not stuff he's just kind of pulling out of left field, but um, no, God is using those words, and I need those words for me. Now, I know you've seen, probably have, um, some of us have been in circles where we've seen those things abused, but if you don't see your pastor as a gift to you for this season of your life to lead you um, through his vision, um, you believe in where um, he is taking you, then you should really reconsider where you go to church because being led is a big part of being shepherded. And so when you look at your lead pastor, I think that's the first thing you need to be thinking about. Do you believe that are you allowing yourself to be submitted to the word as it's preached and as God is um, um, giving him vision for your life? Um, and do you see this man as someone worth following and are you allowing yourself to be led in that way i think that's how you need to think about your lead pastor and making sure you get you some get, get some time with your lead pastor um if at all possible um, a couple times a year i think it's reasonable but here's the rest of the structure which which gives me a lot of hope you know um someone asked me coming off the pulpit um was our kind of presbyterian um idea of shepherding was that modeled after Moses and Jethro in Exodus. Um, you know, Moses is, is kind of judging and presiding over all the issues um, in Egypt, I mean, of, of God's people in Israel. And uh, Jethro's like, man, you're going to burn yourself out. You've got to, you know, uh, uh, disperse um, and delegate some leadership. And God um, 
you know, identify men, and they gave that same spirit of Moses to those men to help um, Moses lead God's people. Um, that's what our organization is designed to do. Um, and so there are elders, and we call them ruling elders, um, who come from amongst um, our people um, that have the literal same authority um, as I do, especially in areas of shepherding um, our people just as qualified, just as competent. And we've got to remove, we've got to remove this, um, this layer and this fallacy that, you know, you know, hey, the guy preaching up there, he's the only one qualified for shepherding and caring um, for my soul. Um, no, that's not true. And that we have identified men um, who are able and more than capable um, for helping you uh, walk through life and navigate um, the things that you are going through or processing. And so when you have issues at the app, if you're a covenant member, you know that all of you all um, have been placed inside of core families. And so if there are practical needs that arise, um, you can contact your deacon and they can help you births, deaths, um, um, financial strains and circumstances, emergencies. We contact our deacon. And what our deacons do is they're able to help kind of set in motion the things that can help uh, meet those those needs in, in crisis. Um, or they, they can organize um, things that would help alleviate um, different stresses and strains of life, whether it's meal trains or whatever. But they're also there to, to kind of um, um, not just assist you with things, but maybe ask questions and make sure you're doing all right um, as you are navigating some of these spaces or issues. And so um, and they're not just people who set up chairs. They're not just people um, who help you um, get out of a pinch, but they're asking questions along the way. How are you doing while you're in the pinch? Anything your soul needs while you're in the pinch? What can they do? What can they be praying for? So they're trying to shepherd you inside of that, those moments of need as well. But they're also there um, to stand in the gap too. Um, if if you want to um, go to your deacon first before you go to your elder, elder about something that you just want to pray for, or something that you need wisdom on, that's appropriate. But you always have your elder. If you want to pass that thing up, hey, man, you know, I thank you, Deacon, but I want to I would like to go to my elder. That is very appropriate. You can do that as well. Well, say that maybe you don't want to go to your deacon, your elder. You felt some community um, in your core fam and you, you, you just enjoy the gentle touch um, and the wisdom and the leadership of your core fam facilitator. And you got issues and you just want to sit down with your core fam facilitator and walk through um, some things that you got going on in your life. Hey, amen for that. Now, if your core fan facilitator, um, you know, decides that, hey, man, maybe this is something this is I I have not been ordained by my church um, as one who who is supposed to um, um, bear the responsibility of truly caring for my flock. They've asked me to do this specific thing to facilitate connection and interaction amongst the body, but they didn't ask me to do this. And I think the people who are responsible for the care and the nurture and the health of the souls of the avenue, they need to know about this problem. They may send it up. They may send it up and say, hey, you know, I think you need to reach out to Matt, to Douglas, to Lee, to Sean, to Warren, to Blake. I think they need to know about what's going on in your world. And beloved, I'm asking you, if they if they sense that, 
I would ask that you allow them the opportunity to do that. They're not trying to out you, um, but they really are. Um, if we believe this is a spiritual thing, they're trying to get this to the place where um, it has the greatest um, opportunity uh, 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 for, you, you know, the reversal or the turnaround or the success. And that's by going to the elders, right? Go to James five, go to the elders, let them pray for you. Um, and so they're trying to handle things in a biblical manner. And so sometimes you may, you may, um, bring an issue, um, to a core fan facilitator or a deacon, and they may send it up. Sometimes the elder may say, Hey, PT, I've been praying with, you know, we meet once a month and sometimes they might bring to the whole group. Hey, y'all, I've been praying with this family about this. Just want y'all to join me. Or they might pull me to the side. Hey, PT, I want you to know such and such mom is sick. You may want to reach out to her too. And so we are very much an interconnected network. But if honestly, when you are starting to experience anxiety, life weighs on you. And you want to use your core family first to process things and, and to, to get prayer, do that. If you have a relationship with your deacon and you just, hey, man, I, 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 I don't need to go to PT. Or I don't need to go to my elder. I want to just talk to my deacon. I think that suffice. Amen. But ideally, it's the elder's responsibility to shepherd every one of the, your, their core families. And so I think you want to, we have broke this thing down uh, so where... Um, one elder probably has um, 12 to, to, to 16 units underneath their core fam, which we feel like is a very manageable uh, group of people that you can kind of keep your eye on and make sure you're keeping steady prayer and connection with. And so your elder's there to, to be among you first, Peter. He, he wants to sit in stuff with you, not to be a distant person just shouting opinions about a life he doesn't know. And so you want to keep your, your elder abreast of what's happening in your world so that they can carry you on their heart. They can be praying and they can proactively check in. And that's that's the, the last place I want to go today. It's just this. Um, what you're going to get in conjunction with this this message, I believe, is what I call a shepherding assessment. And that is an opportunity for our elders to do some proactive shepherding. So much of what we do is just triage, right? We we get you when you're in crisis, and then, you know, we try to put things back together. Um, but what we're going to try to do this year is we send out um, a questionnaire um, with, with, with less than a dozen questions. And you can choose. It's completely voluntary, um, but you can fill it out. And you can give us a, a, a kind of a snapshot of your world, what you're going through, the types of decisions that you're trying to make, um, what's what's kind of hot in your life right now. Um, and prayerfully, you'll set up a time with your elder and they'll prayerfully guide you through collectively through a way that maybe you want to approach the year based on, you know, how things look. Um, and so therefore, you know, the, the shepherding is not so much of uh, a, a reactionary kind of triage um, but it's like hey man you know hey elder this is what happened for me in 2022 these are the kind of things i'm thinking about in 2023 man you got any wisdom for how i approach um you know 2023 um and you know what maybe this just starts a sequence that you know even in the small interactions like 10 minutes before core family or 10 minutes after worship elder just comes back in hey how, how's the job search going you know and let's and so you know just it sets up to me a better rhythm with more connection 
for us to be more involved in the lives of our parishioners. And that's what we want to do. We care about your souls. Um, and because we care about your souls, we don't want to just get it in an emergency under fire. But we want to be uh, proactively thinking about ways that we can approach our life in a healthy, healthier way. And so this is how we want to navigate shepherding at the Ave. Everybody's in a core fam. You can use your core fam facilitator if you want to um, for some hard stuff. But then, you know, you have your deacon, but primarily your elder. And then every once in a while, if you want to reach out for PT, you think it's a PT thing, man, you, you email your pastor and see if you can get on that schedule. And, you know, ideally, a couple times a year is a reasonable expectation. And last but not least, because so much of shepherding is about leadership, if forever, for some reason, um, the, the, the damage of the image of your session, of your lead pastor, somehow um that's that that has been damaged and you don't know if you can trust the leadership you don't you don't really believe in the heart of the pastor or the vision for the church or the teaching and that happens sometimes then prayerfully consider whether this is the right time to stay or maybe god might be leading you to the next place where you can be shepherded when you do trust the voice coming across the pulpit you are submitting to where they're trying to take you um and you can trust where they're going um, because we want to make sure you're whole. We want to make sure you're healthy. And once again, if you haven't listened um, to our shepherd and um, teaching, uh, go back um, because it'll probably be the, the, the first podcast preceding this one. We love you. Um, stay tuned for that shepherding assessment to come out. Um, it's extremely confidential. It will go to the session only and specifically to your elder. Um, and then your elder will set up a time where y'all can meet together and kind of discuss next steps. Hey, I'm praying for you, and I love you always. PT.